Guardian Unlimited. The Business Travel Podcasts, a series of four audio city guides in association with Silverjet. Low fare business flights between London and New York. Book now at www.flysilverjet.com. Paris, the Eiffel Tower, the Arc de Triomphe, Notre Dame. If your idea of Paris is of a series of monuments and galleries, then think again, because Paris is so much more than a museum. It's a living, breathing city with a thriving economy. If Paris were a country, it would have the 16th largest GDP in the world. That's not to say that business travellers to Paris won't have a dramatic backdrop to their working visit, but business in Paris is also about the little things. It's a world where everybody is Madame or Monsieur. Where lunch is better with a glass of wine, and there's always a cafe just around the corner for that crucial tête-à-tête. It's an international city, but it's unmistakably French. Even business visitors will always have Paris. If you're coming to Paris by plane, you're most likely to arrive at Paris' biggest airport, that's Paris Charles de Gaulle. From there, you just get um, RER line uh, B um, into the centre of town. It takes about 45 minutes on the train. If you're coming via the Channel Tunnel, then you'll arrive here. It's the Gare du Nord, um, and to uh, get to the centre of town, you either get a taxi, um, the taxis are right outside, or you can get Metro Line 4 into the centre of town. Just head in the direction of Port d'Orléans. Now, whether you're a business traveller or here for pleasure, a Paris metro is definitely the best way to uh, get around town. Paris being um, largely so compact and with so many uh, metro lines, um, it really is very quick and very efficient. They're bringing in over time a thing called the Navigo um, system, which is um, a smart card like uh, London's Oyster card, um, but that uh, hasn't really been rolled out yet, as far as um, casual visitors are concerned. So. Um, If you're only here for a few days, then um, the classic thing to do is to pick up a carne. That's um, 10 journeys for um, 10 euros and 90 cents. If you look at a map of the city of Paris, the first thing you'll notice is that it's divided into 20 districts or arrondissements. Now Parisians love to number things, so they're numbered from 1 to 20. And whenever someone asks you to meet them, they'll always tell you which arrondissement they're in. So a useful thing to do is get a sense of which arrondissement you're likely to be visiting and where they are. Now the next thing you'll notice is that if you look at the west of the city, a single road heads right out from the centre of town for some five miles in a west-northwest direction. Now this road, known as the Grand Axe Historique, or more grandly the Voie Triomphe, not only covers some of the main landmarks of the city, like the Louvre, the Champs-Élysées and the Arc de Triomphe, but also most of its business districts as well. If you're looking for a hotel in Paris, um, you're spoilt for choice. If money is no object, um, a lavish option is the Four Seasons George Sank uh, near the Champs-Élysées. Or for neophiles, the um, Hotel Fouquet's Barrière has just opened um, on the Avenue Champs-Élysées itself. 
both are convenient for both the centre of town and the main convention centres. Less aimed at a business market, there are also a couple of hyper-trendy boutique hotels. Hotel Le Cez, S-E-Z-Z, is across the river from the Eiffel Tower in the 16th, while the Murano Urban Resort on Boulevard du Temple is in the 3rd. If you need to be near the Gare du Nord, consider Hotel Le Cube, my host for my stay in Paris. This hotel has free Wi-Fi, or a Wi-Fi, as it's known in France, although the uh, fake fur sofas and black walls um, are aimed very much at a creative crowd. As well as top hotels, Paris is rightly famous for its restaurant scene. But it's not all about formal service and starched linens. These days, many restaurants have a more relaxed look and feel. I'm with Ariadne Pleitakis. She's a lawyer in Paris and a writer for the Time Out Eating and Drinking Guide. We've just come out of Odeon metro station. Um, Ariadne, hello. Hi. So which street are we in at the moment? We're going up the Carrefour d'Odeon on our left. There's this fantastic new restaurant. Um, it's called Le Comptoir de Relais Saint-Germain. And there's a new chef there. Well, in fact, the chef, um, he was at the Renegade, which is a very known bistro in Paris. His name's Yves Chamdebord, and he does a very terroir cuisine. So it's a, it's a really good spot to go at lunchtime because in the evenings it's reserved months in advance. But if you come at noon, you should usually get a spot. And it's pretty fantastic French food. So really good for a business lunch um, if you're in the centre of town. Yeah, it's perfect for that. Uh, so what's this street um, up on the right here? We're going up Rue de Quatrevent, which means the street of Four Winds. What's this place uh, up on the left here? That is a, it's a wine bar. It's called La Crémerie. Um, what it has is fantastic wines from little-known chateaus throughout France, as well as Italian specialty charcuterie and cheeses. What's happening in the uh, restaurant scene in Paris? I understand it's becoming a little bit uh, more informal than it used to be. Yes, we're sort of getting this sort of gastropub idea happening here in France. Um, in the last couple of years, chefs have gone away from the idea of um, trying to be Michelin star restaurants and um, opening traditional brasseries with high-quality cuisine. One example is uh, Lucas Carton, who had a three-star Michelin restaurant in the Madeleine. He closed that, and now he's opened the Saint-Dorsan, which is in the same area, almost the same cuisine, but without the formality. The right bank has been a centre of commerce for centuries, with the old market at Les Halles being the historic centre for Parisian traders. Now, uh, these days, Les Halles is a pleasant garden where I'm standing watching Parisian menfolk playing pétanque um, next to the circular Bourse du Commerce, um, which houses the central office of the Paris Chamber of Commerce, while, while beneath my feet um, is a rather grim uh, shopping centre. But um, while we're here, um, I've got to mention uh, one Parisian institution. Um, it's a cafe called Le Pied de Cochon, or uh, Pig's Foot. It's famous because it stays open for 24 hours a day. So if it's four in the morning, you've just closed a deal, um, head here to enjoy some onion soup alongside the night owls from all over the city of Paris. Of course, if you're doing business in Paris, there's nothing to stop you um, stomping at a market like uh, this one um, on uh, Rue de uh, Choiseul. An, an old chap uh, with a walking stick has just um, stopped me, asked me where I'm from. There's oyster sellers here, bread, gravin de Bordeaux, and there's lots of people in their suits doing a little bit of lunchtime shopping.
The central business districts of Paris are the first and second arrondissement, where you'll find landmarks like the Palais de la Bourse, the old stock exchange, and behind the Louvre, the Jardin des Tuileries, where you can go for a stroll in your lunch hour and see some of Monet's water lilies in the reopened orangerie. I'm with um, Kate van den Bugert, and she's um, editor of uh, gogoparis.com, which is an English-language listings website um, based in Paris. We're sitting in um, Chez Prune, which is a trendy little cafe um, over on the 10th. Paris seems very full of places like this, lots of sort of little bolt holes when you can go and do business or meet people over a coffee. So, Kate, uh, why is cafe culture so important to Parisians? Well, it's just part of the culture here. I mean, from when they're three years old and they start school, they sit down in the canteen and have a hot lunch, and, and on it goes all their lives. It's where people come together, you know, formally, informally, business, pleasure, and apartments being so small, so much of life happens out, outside of home. So business people would think nothing of going having a, a full dinner with clients? Oh, absolutely. I'm sh I think a lot of business happens um, around the table. If you want to impress a client in Paris, then a good place to do it is in a hotel bar. Now, a classic place would be somewhere like the Hemingway Bar at the Ritz. But I'm at the Murano Urban Resort, a very stylish place on uh, Boulevard du Temple. Now, there's some great live music here, and the clientele is a mixture of suits and people in designer clothes with hats at squiffy angles. But uh, I'd be impressed if a contact took me here, especially if they were the ones buying the drinks. Well, I've come another stop or two along the Paris metro, and I'm at the uh, Arc de Triomphe. And that noise you can hear is uh, traffic um, going round the uh, Place Jal de Gaulle along the cobblestones um, and into and out of the Champs Elysees. This isn't only one of the great landmarks of Paris, but it's a hub for this uh, western part of town. And the streets here are home to uh, both of Paris's main chambers of commerce. And if you head up Avenue de la Grande Armée, that's the uh, extension of the Champs Elysees, you'll reach a uh, Porte Maillot. Uh, where you'll find the uh, exhibition centre, the uh, Palais des Concrets de Paris, um, and a little beyond that, the uh, business district of La Défense. Now I've taken Metro Line 1 um, out to La Défense, and as you emerge um, above ground, the first thing you notice is how futuristic this place is. It really is a skyscraper city with uh, lots of towers and domes um, in various angles of uh, glass and steel. And this is where you come if you're doing business at the exhibition centre here. That's Le CNIT, Le Centre des Nouvelles Industries et Technologies. There's some people are dangling off the side of it at the moment, um, cleaning the windows. Um, or one of the uh, businesses who've made their home here, like um, EDF Energy or uh, France Telecom. The biggest uh, monument here the, uh, is the Grand Arche de la Défense. And it's almost too big to appreciate at a, a close-up. This is the giant 100-metre cube which stands at the other end of the Grand Axe of the Great Triumphal Avenue and from the Arc de Triomphe and the Louvre. Well, no matter how far you go up in the lift when you go up these tall buildings, there's always some stairs to climb at the end. But here we are. We're on the roof of La Grande Arche de la Défense and it's the view from here that's amazing. It's well worth that vertiginous lift ride. And you can see the skyscrapers lit up in the night sky 
there's the beacon on the top of the Eiffel Tower going round like a lighthouse. And ahead of me is the bright red and white lights of the long road, the Grand Axe, heading all the way down through the Arc de Triomphe and to the Champs-Élysées and the Louvre. So that's Paris for the business traveller, a city that's convenient, compact and forward-looking, with enough cafes and restaurants to make your business time out of the office a pleasure. And remember, all those museums and monuments are never very far away. The Business Travel Podcasts, a series of four audio city guides in association with Silverjet. Low-fare business flights between London and New York. Book now at www.flysilverjet.com. Guardian Unlimited.